Com. It's time for the award-winning high school coaches show on Fox Sports Radio 98.1 AM 1230 KWSN and KWSN.com. Brought to you by Midco Sports. Watch it, stream it, get into it. Midco Sports is it. Follow along at MidcoSports.com. Now, let's check in with the coaches. Here's your host of today's program, John Gaskins. Good morning. Welcome to your Midco Sports Coaches Show on another glorious autumn Saturday. It's a beautiful day to go out and watch some college football. The University of Sioux Falls Cougars are back home taking on Minnesota State, who came into Sioux Falls last week and beat Augustana. Huge game at Bob Young Field, 1 o'clock kickoff, 12.30 pregame. If you can't make it out to 69th and Cliff and enjoy it in person, you can listen right here. You can watch it on the Northern Sun website or... Or you can hear and watch it at usfcougars.com as well. South Dakota State Jack Rabbits are back at home, and they've got Hobo Days, Indiana State in town. It's a 2 o'clock game. You can watch on Midco Sports Network, or you can hear on FM 107.9 right here in Sioux Falls. And the University of South Dakota Coyotes are on the road. It's an ESPN Plus game. It's on Kello Extra. If you want to hear it on the radio, it's on... FM 95.7 here in Sioux Falls. And the Augustana Vikings are at Winona State today. But let's talk some high school football. It's down to four in every class in South Dakota. The semifinals are coming up on Friday. We've got a good one here. I mean, a great one on Fox Sports 98.1. Lincoln and Jefferson from Howard Wood Field at 6 o'clock. And again, you can hear it right here on the radio, or you can watch it on metrosports.tv or dakotanewsnow.com. The number one Cavaliers are 10 and 0 and they are coming off a big 42 to 7 win over Washington in the quarterfinals but the Lincoln Patriots the number 4 seed they are looking mighty dangerous. They've won five in a row. They're averaging over 35 points in those five wins. That includes a 42-17 victory over Brandon Valley in Thursday's quarterfinals. And the head coach of the Patriots, Jared Fredenberg, joins us. And, man, you had to be a happy man. We saw you walking around and hugging people after the game as we were up there in the booth. Uh, this was a Brandon Valley team. You guys came back and uh, shoot out back and forth just three weeks prior, 34-30. to 30. You squeaked that out. But it looked like perhaps the Patriots played their best game all year, especially considering the stakes and the competition. Jared, how close to action? accurate would that be yeah i'd say that's fairly accurate um i think we're definitely you know playing the, our best football right now in the playoffs here at the end of the year and, and um it's <laughs> very seldom that it, you know it kind of works out the plan that way but um yeah i was really happy with the way we played well why are you playing that way why have things been seemingly getting better each and every week well you know you know, after the Harrisburg game, we really made a concerted effort to to really simplify things, get back to the basics. Um, you know, play play some kids. You know, both ways. Um, and we weren't real happy with how we were playing, and, and we kind of changed the way we practiced a little bit and, and just reemphasized some things and, and said, you know, if it hurts us in the short term, it's fine, but we just got to be playing the best football possible, you know, at the end of the season when the playoffs start. And um, and this tail end of the season, these five games in a row here, have, have we've played a lot better. And, and so um, kids are growing up. Kids are, you know, we, we in the middle of the season, we had, you know, a rash of injuries, you know, which everybody does, which really put a stress on us, too. And now we're getting those kids back. And, and uh, we're about as full strength as we're going to be. Obviously, we're, we're without Elliot Renville. Um, you know, our, our best and, and um, you know, senior lineman um, is out for the season. And Ryan Hirsch, a starting corner, is going to be out for the season. But um, other than that, we're as, we're as good as we can. Yeah, you're looking really good. And as there are some glowing statistics from that game in a 42-17 to 17 win, but probably the most beautiful was zero turnovers for the Patriots. That was an issue yeah. early and midway through the season. And maybe part of that is because you have a stronger running game now. You're not putting the passing game out there uh, out to dry all the time. Dre Hodge was our Silver Star car wash, Silver Star of the game. Correct me if I'm wrong, this is a nephew of Abdul Hodge, a former Iowa Hawkeye tailback. Yeah. 
back great. And 116 yards, uh, he's just become a beast in the last couple of weeks. It's, I'm sure it's been brewing for longer than that, but explain what you've seen go, go into him. Well, Dre is, uh, yeah, he's a great kid. Um, and uh, he runs hard, and, and so he's kind of a speed guy, too. And so we've had to kind of, you know, change a little bit. He's got to, um, as he did the other night, he's, he's got to get north and south. And, and um, he's not going to be able to outrun and bounce everything to the outside. So he's had a little bit of a learning curve. Um, but when he, ke- and he when he keeps it inside and, and sticks that foot in the ground and, and gets north right away, um, he, he's he's pretty tough, you know. He's you know 190, 195 pounds, and and he's fast. And um, I think another big key thing of it too is that our offensive line has has kind of you know since Elliot went out, we we lost our leader, and now it's kind of taken us you know this long to kind of gel and and move some move some parts around, and and now our, I think our offensive line is is playing a lot better which then opens holes for Dre and and, uh, and some other guys, too. Absolutely. Jared Fredenberg, Lincoln head coach, ahead of Friday's semifinal game, 6 o'clock at Howard Wood Field, right here on Fox Sports 98.1, Metrosports.tv, against number one Jefferson. You're the closest anybody got to them all year long, 30-13 to 13 early in the season. But many people feel like you're as dangerous of a threat as anybody to give them their first and only loss. Uh, what what kinds of things are you really going to emphasize in practice this week? Well, you know, obviously turnovers again. Um, you know, Jefferson thrives on turnovers. Uh, they have, I don't know how many pick sixes and scoop and scores, you know, that their defense has has gotten this year. So taking care of the ball is, is going to be paramount. And you know, our offensive coordinator, Eric Strzok, and our offensive staff have done a great job of, of really simplifying things, um, simplifying the reads, you know, incorporating a lot of short passes, a lot of little tight screens, um, which kind of end up being like a running game, you know. Uh, and so we just have to take care of it. Um, and then we, we got to find a way to, to get a couple possessions you know, ourselves, um, you know, block a punt or, you know, get a turnover, get an interception and, and just force them into to bad situations where we can, you know, have the advantage. Jared, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, thank you, as always, for your time this morning and have a good week. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. Jared Fredenberg, head coach, Sioux Falls Lincoln, and the former guy he worked for, Kim Nelson, is up next on the Midco Sports Coaches Show. We'll talk Roosevelt football on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. Oh, honey, is our furnace working? It feels pretty cold in the house. Oh, you're right. And it's feeling colder by the minute. I'll get some coffee. Better yet, let's call Frisbees. Do the lower temperatures have you noticing that your old furnace doesn't heat the house like it used to? The solution to that is simple. Turn to the experts at Frisbees and Carrier for free estimates, affordable financing options, or even a cash discount on Carrier heating systems. Call or visit frisbeesinc.com for your estimate today. Just call Frisbees. When you power your forklift or other industrial equipment with propane, downtime is lost time and lost money. Count on AB Propane for fast, reliable propane delivery to all your job sites. Setting up a recurring propane delivery is as simple as making a phone call. Call 335-5840. That's 335-5840. And you'll never worry about propane levels on your equipment. Your business stays in motion with AB Propane. 1700 West 50th Street, Sioux Falls. 335-5840. Suffering from acute chronic pain in your muscles or joints? Today, there's a new clinically proven therapy, Miracle Wave. It's non-invasive, supports a natural healing process using high-intensity sound waves to interact with damaged tissues. Most patients notice improvement immediately. Get back to feeling like your old self. For more on Miracle Wave, go to Dr. A. Unruh, U-N-R-U-H dot com. Listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio 981, AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Brought to you by Midco Sports. Now back to your host, John Gaskins. 
The Roosevelt Rough Riders season has come to an end after a loss in the quarterfinals on Thursday to the Harrisburg Tigers. The all-time winningest coach, South Dakota High School football history, Kim Nelson, joins us for the final time on the Midco Sports Coaches Show. And, uh, Kim, it was, but I know you had that whole, the spirit of things were improving toward the end of the year, kind of like they did last year, and you just came up against uh, a force in O'Gorman, or a force at Harrisburg, and it didn't help that they were steaming after that uh, fourth quarter breakdown against O'Gorman from the week before. So how did things transpire on Thursday night? Well, actually, John, we, we came out really well. Uh, we intercepted a pass and ran it back for a touchdown right away in the first quarter. We are up 6 to nothing, and and had a chance almost intercepted another pass on the same the next drive um, down deep in their territory so we almost got two pick sixes early in the game um, and then uh, they put a couple drives together but um, uh, we at halftime it's 21 to uh, 12 and we're going to get the ball back to start the second half and we're feeling pretty good about ourselves our defense is not stopping them completely, but controlling their run game, and uh, they weren't having a lot of luck throwing the ball. And we were moving the ball back and forth pretty well, um, and uh, we felt pretty good at halftime. And uh, we got the ball and came out and drove down, I think, inside their twenty-five or so, and just couldn't finish. Um, we don't have a field goal kicker that can kick from that far, so we went for it on fourth down and and uh, didn't get it. Um, so uh, then they came back, and that was kind of the story of the second half. Um, we would drive the ball down the field and get a couple first downs and then, you know, sputter and and uh, have to punt it away. And uh, we had a bad punt early in the in the game, too, that cost us a touchdown. Um, we uh, uh, lost our middle linebacker at the end of the first half, Tate and Dave hurt his knee, and we're still waiting to hear exactly what's wrong with it, but... He couldn't play, and that really made it hard mm. for us to stop Gavin Ross up the middle. Uh, yeah, we did. You know, we did a pretty good job of that the first half with Tatum in the middle, and when he went down, uh, you know, one of our young sophomore linebackers came in and did a good job, but it wasn't quite the same as, you know, your two-year starter at linebacker being there, and so uh, it was just a matter of they just kind of pounded at us, and we just couldn't get stops um we moved the ball pretty well but we just couldn't finish so you know i I felt good about our effort again you know our guys played hard and and, you know they were really fighting um the whole game and i was really proud of them for that and um kind of our whole season went that way you know we obviously got off to a terrible start but we figured out who could who should play where and who could do what and Toward the end of the season, we won some games. We played better. Um, I'm excited about the guys we've got back next year. We only lose two starters on offense and Mm. probably four on defense. So hopefully we'll get bigger and faster and stronger and and, uh, put a better product out there. Right. I mean, the player that you mentioned, Tate and Dave, he's a junior. Jackson Brower, your two-year starter at quarterback, he's a junior. So there's there's another season in those guys and a bunch more. Jackson Gravengood, I mean, he's your Swiss Army knife. He's coming back next year. And so... Our offensive line is back. Well, that's good. (laughs) That was a a spot that uh, was going to take its lumps this year, and it did. So, you know, the, the the future looks good with those guys, and it's going to be nice for you to have some familiarity and some continuity. And the, I guess the elephant in the room is obviously Roosevelt, under your guidance, and before you, Brent DeBoer has, for the most part, been a power for almost 20 years. And then a new school gets built, and a lot of the players go over there. A lot of kids go over there. And this is kind of a different world you have had to navigate the last couple of years. How, how do you feel about about the future? You know, how have you how have you tried to uh, navigate that? Well, you know, I don't like to talk about the future during the season because then, you know, you're not giving up on this season. Right. Um, uh, we only had 13 seniors really that played uh, by the end of the season here, and um, you know, we're going to miss those guys. There's some really good players in that group, uh, and 
uh, I think that a couple of them are going to play some college football. Ty Knockleborn's going to go to Drake. I know that Mason DeShepard wants to play somewhere. Keontae Rawls wants to play somewhere. And, you know, we've got some guys that can play at the next level, but we just didn't have enough. And so, um, yeah, we're very excited about next year. And, and uh, the... You know, the change with Jefferson opening up, we knew it was going to come. We knew we were going to lose some kids. Um, you know, we're just trying to hang in there until we start, everything starts to even out. Uh, they're going to graduate over 30 seniors at Jefferson, and they're having a great year. And, um, you know, hopefully in the next year or two, they'll come kind of back to us, and we'll maybe rise up a little closer. It's not just us and them, you know. It's yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're going to be just like every other Sioux Falls school, I, I hope, uh, in the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah, and and the rest of us are going to catch up, and and uh, I think it's going to be a a great competition down the road, and yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah, these things move in waves, and that's what's always fun about it. for those of us who get to cover AAA football. Is usually there's a decent amount of parity, and there's always some good games. Every team has at least a couple, usually more players that are just so much fun to watch and that, that included your team this year and I'm excited to see some of those guys back and as always Kim it's a pleasure talking to you every Saturday morning we'll uh, chat again in August thanks John my pleasure Roosevelt's Kim Nelson we are two down six to go on the Midco Sports Coaches Show Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 and KWSN.com how do you become a Pfeiffer for life? Take on more jobs and grow your business with help from Pfeiffer's. When you don't have the right equipment, rent Bobcat equipment from your neighborhood dealer, Pfeiffer's Implement. Pfeiffer's has you covered with rental equipment and attachments for all those tough tasks and specific applications. Looking to take on more projects? Check out the Bobcat rental equipment at Pfeiffer's, 12th and Marion Road. Pfeiffer's in Sioux Falls, serving the region for over 75 years. Become a Pfeiffer for life. Gilhaugen Construction is proud to have a loyal team of great people working every day to build the future of the region. From iron workers to carpenters, from general labor to concrete specialists, they want to meet you and give you the opportunity to join the family. This is a rare opportunity. To join the Gilhaugen workforce could be the change you need as they're looking for skilled tradesmen as well as general labor. Gilhaugen Construction. Visit gilhaugen.com and apply today. That's G-I-L-H-A-U-G-A-N.com. Ah. Why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Whoa, hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! Oh. Oh. Yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. Fly, 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 fly. When a moment creates a health need, visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org slash orthopedics. Whether it's for storage, residential, commercial, or anything in between, it's Reeves Buildings. Using high-quality wood products on their trust manufacturing assures you your building is built to suit your needs and to last. Reeves Buildings has over 40 years of experience delivering engineered design projects. Through innovative practices and their patented system, your territory managers will listen to your needs and design a customized project to fit those expectations. A Reeves building is the complete package and built like no other. Reeves buildings. Make it last. Make it Reeves. Go to ReevesBuildings.com. Hello, I'm here with Matt Swenson from Swenson Commodities. I've heard the CME Group has launched new futures products that your firm wants to share with folks. That's right. The CME offers micro-sized contracts to give investors a slice of their liquid futures and options market. Crude stock indices, metals, and currency micro-contracts can now be traded from their phone or computer. Let Swenson Commodities help you get set up. To learn more, call 605-335-5570. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. This October... North Dakota hockey heads back to the bright lights of Las Vegas for the 2022 U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game. And it's live on Midco Sports. Our coverage from T-Mobile Arena starts at 8.30 p.m. Central on Saturday, October 29th. Don't miss the biggest event on college hockey's regular season calendar. Listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio 981, AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Brought to you by Midco Sports. Now back to your host, John Gaskins. 
The Harrisburg Tigers are looking for their third consecutive trip to the Dakota Dome. They're one win away from doing so after a 42-12 win over Roosevelt in Thursday's quarterfinals. The head coach, Brandon White, well over a decade now at Harrisburg, joining us. And you guys had a job to do on Thursday, and you wanted to look and feel crisp and sharp after things kind of fell apart in that regular season finale against O'Gorman. How well do you think your guys did so? Uh, the first couple of possessions, um, it was kind of shaky. I think a lot of nerves. Um, a lot of these kids wanted to bounce back and you know, our seniors are probably playing at their last last game in Tiger Stadium. So um started off just a little tentative, and then we got it rolling uh, when we got into our third series. And um, then that second half uh, was really an explosion. So um, kids played very, very well. Um, threw a pick six, so our defense really only gave up six points again. And um, that's kind of been a big theme all year. Um, of those guys holding teams to maybe one or two scores. So I'm um, just really proud of you know, our staff and, and our players last week of bouncing back and getting that W. Yeah, I mean, prior to that O'Gorman game, which you, it was a 20-3 to game going into the fourth quarter at O'Gorman a couple weeks ago, your defense in the last several games was giving up less than seven points per game. It's been playing extremely well. And another part of this is how was practice this week i mean it, obviously that was a kind of uh, could be a loss that could shake a lot of teams up you mentioned the nerves which is understandable when the game kicked off but how did your team respond throughout the week i thought it was one of our best practices we've ever had a week for a full week um just the focus and, and understanding of what it's going to take you know and um they, they just came to work every 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 day and to be honest it was kind of a a different type of week because we had conferences and our elementary teachers, we have a bunch of those on our staff, so we couldn't practice till like late Monday night. Then we had to go Wednesday morning, um, but our kids didn't bat an eye. They just they responded to it. They did everything we asked them to do, and, and it showed up on, on Thursday night. Harrisburg head coach Brandon White joining us, Midco Sports Coaches Show here on Fox Sports 98.1. Gavin Ross looked mighty darn good in that O'Gorman game with uh, over 130 yards, and you guys went back to him time after time, had about 30 carries on my unofficial count. How's his health after missing almost the entire season with a back injury? How did he look against Roosevelt? Yeah, I was a little bit sore after the Gorman game because he hadn't had a big hit or anything for quite some time. But uh, he's, he's bounced back pretty fast. I and mean, then uh, he was phenomenal again. Um, we got the old Gavin back of not not being able to be tackled on the first uh, hit mm-hmm. and, and, you know, bouncing and, and just continue to push the pile. And uh, it's really fun to watch when he gets rolling. It sure is. And and who else shined for you guys on Thursday night? Well, Max Carlson had a big night. Didn't have many yards, but he, you know, he had a passing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. Uh, Titan Tryon um, broke our school record for receptions in a season and yards in the season um, with uh, six catches and a couple touchdowns as well. So, um, And then our defense, uh, Rich Bennett, just uh, lights out. Jack Dietert, uh, Aiden Foley, all those guys played really, really well again. You have a lot of good playmakers, just a a big, strong, mighty team. And now it's the rematch, and it's at Harrisburg. It's at O'Gorman. Harrisburg's at O'Gorman. Midco Sports will carry this game on Friday night. It it is a 6 o'clock kick at McEnany Field. And you'd love to have this game at Tiger Stadium, but this is is a metropolitan area game. You guys are probably going to fill those visiting grandstands, if not more, on Thursday uh, so I, I don't know how much of that component comes into play at all. But in general, you know, psychologically, motivationally, does much change? And also schematically, what changes? Because, again, you guys had them in check at 20-3 to 3 going into the fourth quarter. It's not like you were doing much wrong until the fourth quarter hit. I mean, what, what, what do you expect or want to be different this time besides that outcome? Yeah, obviously, we'd like to be hosting. Um playing in front of our fans you know at our place but like you said it's 
10 minutes uh, away and uh, you know, the Tiger crowd is amazing. They're going to travel well, so I don't see a, a clear distinct advantage in that sense. Um, schematically, we're just going to have to be more disciplined. Um, we, they got a, the big pass to sat or late in the game, um, 86 yards or yeah. 76 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, we just can't let those things type things happen defensively. And then offensively, we got we were inside the, the red zone again twice and didn't come away with any points. So um, those are the types of things that's going to come to um play a big part in this game and special teams in a semifinal game is huge Um, just changing the field position even if it's not a block punt or a big return it's it's just continually to change the field position and put pressure on teams to drive the whole length of the field so um we're just gonna gonna go back to our basics again and, and try to be very disciplined and um see what we can do should be a lot of fun brandon best of luck on the friday night we'll talk to you next week all right really appreciate it john thanks He's Harrisburg coach Brandon White, and the Midco Sports Coaches Show rolls on. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Brought to you by Midco Sports. Now back to your host, John Gaskins. The area Titans, almost perfect on this season. Their only blemish is to number one ranked five-time defending state champion Pier and collision course, Dakota Dome, potentially for Friday afternoon, November 11th. Between those two squads, they met there last year. They each need to win one more game to get there. The Titans will take on Aberdeen in Friday's semifinals after a 41 41- Zero win over number seven seed Watertown in the quarterfinals. Head coach of the Titans, Scott Fry, joins us. And wow, I mean, it was a T area win. You had 139 yards rushing, three touchdowns from Chase Van Toll. You had Keegan DeYoung, another couple touchdown runs, and you had 330 yards of total offense on the ground. Not too shabby. What's what does the head coach have to say about it? Well, it's it was you know it's it's always difficult playing teams back to back because you don't know if they're going to change or if they're going to come out and do something totally different than they did the last week of the season. I think our kids did a good job preparing during the week for what we thought they were going to do, and it ended up working in our favor. I mean, our our kids bought into what we needed to do, and we we accomplished our goal. Beyond those two guys running the ball, who are some other players that really stood out in their positions? Oh, our, our our linebackers, Jackson Spice and Jesse maybe good doing a, a, a tremendous job again. And they do their job because the defensive line does theirs. Um, they occupy the guys up front so they can kind of flow and make the tackles that they need to make. So I was very happy with that. Scott Fry, T-Area Titans. They are rolling into the semifinals against Aberdeen Central on Friday. So let's get into that game. How did the first game go with the Golden Eagles? Well, I don't think we played real well first half. Um, it was our first road game, and I think we came out kind of, I'm not going to say flat, but not real interested in doing what we wanted to do. <laughs> and then we kind of uh, woke us up there a little bit towards the end of the first half. We played well the second half. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what, Aberdeen, they played us in Pierre first two weeks. They take a long trip to Sturgis to get beat, and then they rattle off. I mean, they win six of their next seven games, so. I mean, they were the only loss to being Triple A Lincoln, so they're they're turning things around and they're a pretty good team. Right. What's always kind of the mark of a of an Aberdeen Central team? What do you know well, you're in store try, for? They're going to try to run the ball. I mean, they've got a good running back, and I'm sorry, the sorry, the kids are good running back. They're going to try to run the ball. They're, they're in their defense is pretty tough, so that's kind of what we're going to face. A, a team probably pretty similar to what we do. So it's going to be a battle of the ground game and defense. I think. Yeah, 35-0, you guys beat Aberdeen Central earlier this season. That was in Week 2. You mentioned how uh, Pierre beat them the week before, 54-15. to And you know, these are these are two juggernauts. And you know, I, I know I don't want to get into cliches here, so I'll just ask this. How concerned are you knowing the personality of this team about, quote-unquote, looking ahead to uh, a state championship rematch against Pierre? Well, as as coaches, um, <laughs> we're going to do everything in our power not to do that. Like I said, Aberdeen, we cannot look overlook Aberdeen because they've they're on a hot streak. You know, 
we can't take them for granted and, and look forward to playing up here. we got to take care of Aberdeen first. All right, Scott. Well, best of luck. Appreciate your time as always, and we'll talk again next Saturday. Yep. All right. Scott Fry, head coach of the T-Area Titans. Again, they have just one loss, and that is to number one peer. And everybody's excited about the thought of those two playing in the Dakota Dome on Friday, November 11th. If they do, you're going to hear that game right here on Fox Sports 98.1. Midco Sports Coaches Show rolls on, and we have Washington's Ryan Evans coming up next. And a reminder, University of Sioux Falls Cougar football today, 1 o'clock at Bob Young Field. Go watch. It's a great place, a great venue to go catch some football. And if you can't, 12.30 pregame, 1 o'clock kick, right here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Brought to you by Midco Sports. Now back to your host, John Gaskins. Christian Chargers came into the state playoffs as the number four seed, and they could easily be one or two. They've lost to the two top seeds by narrow margins, by single digits, and boy, did they come out swinging against number five seed Dakota Valley in the quarterfinals, a 41-14 victory for SFC. The head coach, Jared Smith, joins us as now the Chargers get ready for number one seed Dell Rapids in Friday's semifinals. But first things first, Jared, congratulations on an emphatic win. And you tell me what got into your guys and if this was your best performance of the season, considering the stakes. Yeah, I think it was. Um, our guys were just super focused all week. Um, you know, we we had a, a fairly close game with them the first the first time around week three that was our first win after starting 0-2 and and they just wanted to you know prove that you know we can you know we're one of those top four teams and and uh, they started off we our first three possessions we had three interceptions and uh and that really set us off and we were up 17 to nothing really quickly yeah you were Tell us a little bit more about how you got there, not just the interceptions. Who got the interceptions? And then offensively, how did you get to 17 points? How did you get to 41 eventually? Yeah, we have uh, um, Carter Van Dong started it off. He uh, he had an interception. Um, and, and then uh, Max Carey had an interception right after that around midfield. Um, Carter returned his for quite a ways. Uh, got us into a scoring position. I think we scored. Johnny Skyberg scored off of that after uh, just three or four runs. Um, and then uh, Max Curry had his after a tip at the line of uh, James Woodward. And in our D line, man, they were getting a lot of pressure, and they deserve a lot of the credit for that. And I think those first three interceptions, James Woodward had had a lot to do with that. I think he had two pressures and, and then a tipped ball on those. So, um you know, Riley Zomerman is our nose, and they're doubling him all night. <clears throat> and uh, it, it left our other guys one up with one-on-one blocks, and it's, uh, it's really hard to defend those guys all night long that way. They're going to be able to get to the quarterback. And, um, and so, yeah, we just we were off and running. Uh, Carter Van Dong ended up having another touchdown offensively off of that too. Tate Snyder threw for three touchdowns, and then, like I mentioned, Johnny Skyberg scored on a rushing touchdown, and then uh, Braden Witte capped it off with a long run. We just, uh, I think they pinned us down inside like our 10, or right around the 10, uh, beginning of the fourth quarter. And I think by that time, we had just worn them down, and we were just taking chunks like five, six, seven, eight yard chunks at a time. And then uh, Witte hit one for like 18 at the end. So it was about a six minute drive, and, and just finish the game 41 14 Sioux Falls Christian over Dakota Valley in the quarterfinals guys had played them on September 9th so that's almost two months ago beat them by 10 what was the big difference in these two games uh just our I mean the the first time we came out in the second half and and uh and kind of figured some things out you know 
defensively of what we thought we could do, what they were doing. And, and our defensive coordinator, Brett Keepers, does a great job and great staff as well, uh, helping him. And, and uh, you know, they just they thought that we could get pressure, just four-man pressure, and, and be able to get them in positions where they needed to throw the ball. And, and if we can get pressure with four guys and we know they're going to throw, I think teams are going to are going to struggle. You know, Cole Snyder is a sophomore kid who had another one of those interceptions too. He's got eight on the year, uh, three returned for touchdowns. So, um, you know, Carter Van Dong, who had that other one, he's got four on the year. So our guys just kind of ball hawks back there making plays. And that's, and that's a lot of times because of the D line doing a great job, but those guys are really skilled kids. And, and when your defense gets turnovers, we also forced a couple fumbles as well. Uh, we didn't get them, but we uh, forced a couple. And um, when you're going to get five interceptions on a night, you're probably you're probably going to win that game. So yes, <laughs> I hope we do anyway. <laughs> and you did, you did by a lot. Jared Smith joining us. Sioux Falls Christian, the number four seed, will take on number one Dell Rapids in the semifinals. And I mentioned earlier, you had beaten, uh, you had close games against the top two teams in the state. That was at the time of the games when they were ranked. You have not played Dell Rapids, though, who is the number one seed. What kind of challenges do the Couriers present, and what will be your keys to getting out of there and getting Sioux Falls Christian back to the Dakota Dome? Yeah, they have – their their offense is, is tough. Um, you know, they, they kind of have a mix of this old school, you know, double wing, um, you know, quarterback under center and, and pinning and pulling all the guys in this direction stuff, but their quarterback is really, really good. Um, and, and when they have him in the shotgun, um, he really is really accurate. He gets the ball out like a super quick release. Um, but he, he's a scary guy throwing the ball too. Mm. And so they have a mix of being able to really do kind of, whatever they need to do if, if somebody's going to shut down the run, which many people have not, um, then they can rely on that kid to throw. And they got some wide receivers. They got a couple big tight ends and tall wide outs and little uh, fast shifty guys too out there. So they're pretty, pretty scary on offense. They, I think they average 34 points a game. Um, we average 33. I think they give up 15. We give up 14. So it looks pretty evenly matched there. Um, defensively they're they're fast and physical um, and so we need to be able to you know we're going to try to do what we do and and uh, run the ball and, and play action off of that stuff and and hopefully we can get that done always a pleasure Jared excited to see what happens on Friday night and talk to you again on Saturday morning appreciate your time as always thank you appreciate it Jared Smith Sioux Falls Christian Chargers and the Midco Sports Coaches Show Rolls on with Vince Benedetto from Sioux Falls Jefferson next. Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 KWSN.com. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.1 AM 1230 KWSN and KWSN.com. Brought to you by Midco Sports. Now back to your host, John Gaskins. Jefferson Cavaliers, what's new? They played lights out and blew out their opponent on Thursday night, 42-7 over Sioux Falls, Washington, in the state quarterfinals to advance to a semifinal game against the Lincoln Patriots. And I think a lot of people are licking their chops to watch that one. But we'll start with that 10th win of the season, 10-0 for number one Jefferson. The head coach, Vince Benedetto, joins us. And you guys got right out of the gates, took a 21 nothing lead against the Warriors. And it, it seemed like you were just flat out playing Jefferson football. Vince, what was your assessment of that game? Yeah, I thought um, offensively we executed really well. Talon was um, efficient in the past game. Nelson ran the ball really well. And um, Robert Hutchinson and Mason Riley really had two big games at, at receiver too. So offensively we felt really good about it. Um, defensively, with the exception of, of one big play that Washington got, um, we felt really good about how we played. We shut the run down pretty early, um, and they, they do some really good things in the past game. I think their, their quarterback is a really good player for Washington and um, is only going to continue getting better in the future. But 
overall pretty good. Thought we executed well and um, uh, beat a good team. Yeah, your defense played awesome as well, and we'll get to them in a moment. Offensively, you were without Griffin Wildey, who's the best receiver in the state, and off to South Dakota State. So we, we chatted a little bit before the game about how you were going to compensate for that, and clearly you did. But, yeah, in your own words, what kind of parts did you have to move around, and how did your team respond? We didn't really have to move um, parts around. We have a lot of a lot of really good depth at receiver um, between Hutchinson, Mason, Evan, um, if, if, if it's Sam Siegfried catching passes, like we feel really good about our depth at receiver and um, teams are going to play us different when Griffin's not in the game and, and we get back to kind of the home base in our concepts and in our reads. And um, I thought when, when plays were to be made, Robert and uh, Mason did some really good things. Um, so we're excited about the progress of those two. Oh, yeah. That was an exciting night for, for both of them. I mean, Roberts just stepped right up and had a couple hundred-yard games the last couple of weeks. Four catches, 125 yards for him. And with Mason Riley, this is a basketball player uh, that is you know, a tall kid, obviously. And, I mean, some of the catches he was making, Taylor's able to obviously go upstairs to him and, and throw it where defenders literally can't reach to get it. But we were both thinking, wow, I mean, uh, more Mason Riley, please. Uh, Just explain for you as a head coach what it's been like to watch him. He'll he'll get a chance to play sometimes when you guys are way ahead in games, but to play in major parts of a game last night. Uh, Tell me about Mason Riley, the football player. Yeah, Mason's come a long way. I think um, last year was Mason's first time playing high school football as a junior. Um, And just learning the game, learning how to practice, I think – took a little bit of time for Mason, but um, physically, the catch radius that he has, he's so long, um, he's athletic, um, and he's really put a put a few weeks of really good practices together, and um, when, when Mason gets his chance, he, he, he does a really good job, and um, I think if it was any other year, Mason would be playing, um, probably starting on, on pretty much any team, and um, it was it was exciting to, to get in the ball and see what he can do in space. I mean, it's nice to have a six five reserve wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, any coach would take that. Uh, defensively, you guys just have so many good players. They're all it feels like equally terrific. So I mean, you you tell me what you saw out of your defense and and who played particularly well for you. Yeah, we we were down London Cole. London Cole had a had a neck strain and didn't play. Um, so. Owen Ward got his first start on defense. Um, he only he only had one tackle, but that's good for a safety to only have one tackle. That means you guys are we're doing good things on defense and flew around to the ball. I thought he played played really good football. Um, you, you always got to start with the defensive line and the linebackers. Those guys are, are setting the tone up front, and we pushed being the most physical football team. And, and so far, those six have um, been able to do that in the majority of our games. Uh, and then secondary-wise, um, Evan Howell got an interception. Yeah. Uh, Bo Giblin's flying all over the field. It's a, it's a team effort on defense. I don't think when you look at our stats, there's not one player that's making the plays. It's, uh, like you said, it's 12, 13, 14 different guys that are going in and, and executing and doing their job. It's a lot of fun to watch. And, and an underrated part, you, your guys' offense is so explosive, 44 points a game. There's that 11 points per game your defense gives up. That's just a major factor in what makes Jefferson at Jefferson this year. The number one team in the state and 10-0. and Vince Benedetto, the head coach, joining us. And when it comes to your semifinal matchup with Lincoln, let's start with Griffin Wilde and London Cove. What right now on a Saturday morning do you feel like they're – possibilities will be yeah we expect both of them to be back um, there's a few things that happen have to happen in between then but we're pretty optimistic that both london and um griffin will be back which which is huge for us i mean those are two leaders on our team um two really important parts of our offense and defense and um so yeah we're, we're hoping they can they can get back all right, it was a lot earlier, seems like ages ago, when you played Sioux Falls Lincoln early in the season and beat them 30-13. to That's the closest anyone has come to Jefferson on the scoreboard this year. They've won five in a row. They're scoring over 35 points a game in those wins. Uh, they didn't turn it over in their win against Brandon Valley. I'm sure you kept a, a close eye on that game. Uh, what are going to be the things you'll really need to work on most this week to get ready for them? Yeah, I think when... Just talking about Lincoln's offense, when you think about their offense, it's just an explosive offense. The the receivers they got, 
um, the quarterback they have, and now they got the running game going a little bit. It's a it's a dangerous offense and, and a lot to prepare for. Um, so so just stopping the run is going to be key, and then preventing the big play, um, just with with how explosive they are on offense. And then you you look over on their defense, and um, they're moving some guys around. Uh, they're playing Jack Smith a little bit more on defense too, uh, but. It starts up front with Lincoln's defense, just like our defense. Their defensive line and linebackers are, are, are big, strong kids. Uh, they're super physical. Um, and they kind of took it to us in the second half when we, when we played them uh, the first game. So I, I, I hope our kids respond, and I hope um, we can match their physicality. But that's going to be a big challenge. It's going to be a blast. Friday night, we're going to have the game here on Fox Sports 98.1 and AM 1230, and dakotanewsnow.com, 6 o'clock kick, 5.45 pregame, Lincoln and Jefferson. Vince, as always, thank you for your time. We'll talk next week. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Jefferson head coach Vince Benedetto. And again, Friday night, 6 o'clock with a 5.45 pregame, Lincoln Jefferson. Rights to go to the Dakota Dome, Fox Sports 981, AM 1230, KWSN.com, TV, and com. You can't miss this game. And we'll chat with the head coach of the Washington Warriors, Ryan Evans, next on the Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 981, AM 1230, KWSN.com. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio 981, AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Brought to you by Midco Sports. Now back to your host, John Gaskins. The Washington Warriors 2022 season has concluded. The head coach, Ryan Evans, joining us after a 42-7 loss to the number one seed, the undefeated freight train from Jefferson High School in Thursday's quarterfinals at Howard Wood Field. Ryan Evans, the head coach, joins us in... Man, that's uh, it, it's always a tough moment no matter how the season ends. Only one team gets to end it with a victory. And so the rest, you, you guys all have to muster some words to say to your players. What, what were the ones that, that you had to say? You know, we talked about how proud we were of them, um, the growth that they've had over the season. Uh, you know, we, we definitely got better and better, and we, we thanked the seniors for their hard work and dedication, and then, um, you know, told the seniors, like, before you leave, if you have any more words of advice for the juniors and sophomores coming up, you know, that would be great to pass on because uh, this feeling isn't fun, and uh, only, yeah, like you said, only one team gets to have that great feeling when their season's done. So, Did, did any of the juniors or seniors speak up at the time? Um, oh, yeah, you know. Mendal Muhammad is always a great vocal leader, and and uh, Chase Gunderson is too. And you know, Kate, when Caden Schmidt talks, he doesn't have a lot of words, but when when he talks, you, you listen for certain. So, you know, those are three right off the bat that that uh, wanted to uh, you know leave their last impression with those juniors and sophomores. Yeah, I mean, we were commenting toward the end of the first half. You guys got a an 80 yard touchdown strike to Trig Otten to make that a 21 seven game, uh, and that was a few minutes before halftime. Jefferson would score again to make it 28 seven at the break, and that was going to be tough duty for your team to come back from in the second half. But uh, you know, uh, we just were we were impressed with the effort and the grit, the some some tenacity and chippiness that Washington was playing, and maybe coaching with a little bit there uh when when there was you know still you were still in striking distance and, and really throughout the entire game uh you know how would you describe your team's performance and effort not only in that game but for the entirety of the 10 game season um you know we were just really really proud of the way they they turned around and fought we we, we talked about you know the the last couple games how hard they played and we just told them you guys go play you, you play like that we're going to go to war with you at, at all times throughout the whole game and you know and uh yeah there was probably a little chippiness there through the game but i think it was more just you know they they just wanted to win so so badly and i don't think it was out of disrespect or anything like that towards anyone they just they were just uh playing with a lot of heart and a lot of grit and that's what you ask for no, that's what, and that's what we meant, by the way, as well. There was there was definitely an edge there, and that's that's yep. a good thing to keep the guys uh, motivated and moving on. And uh, you mentioned the last couple games. There was that 
near victory against Brandon Valley at the end of the season, the regular season finale. Just a blocked field goal was all that kept you from beating a very good team from Brandon Valley. And, you know, we have just a couple of minutes left. You have some seniors that won't play football at Washington again. Of course, Abraham Myers is the first one that would come to anyone's mind. He's an absolute beast. Defensive end who's moving on to North Dakota State. But uh, you can go uh, go ahead and unload and unleash uh, some of the guys that you're going to miss. I'm guessing you've already mentioned a couple of them in, in Muhammad and Caden Schmidt. But uh, what would you say was the mark of this senior class? You know, it, <clears throat> the list the list doesn't stop with those guys either. Trey Gotten was fantastic for us, uh, um, definitely on the offensive side. And he played a little bit of defense, too. And he ended up being our go-to guy here and there. And he proved that in the, against Jefferson the other night. Um, Tanner Van Meter up on the line. Uh, we lost a, another lineman. Um, uh, Dion Ward earlier in the season, and he was he was a staple for us. Ryan Nesham uh, on the other defensive end position, we're really going to miss him. He's a two year two year starter, um, and you know he gets overshadowed by Abraham and uh, Chase Gunderson is is a fantastic leader for us. We, we, I could go I could go across the list. Deontrell Smith was was a fantastic corner for us. We ended up leaving him on an island quite a bit, and. Um, People, people. I didn't really have a choice but to throw to him because we have, we would bracket the other side, and you know, just guys like that. We we really, really thank them for their dedication. Jackson Hyden, he was a he was a kid that really played well for us. Um, a warrior from the word go, uh, really worked his tail to become the football player he was. So, you know, the list does go on and on, but. Uh, but we we're very thankful for for the seniors and definitely their families too. Um, to be to be a, a senior football player in in a school so Falls school, it takes dedication from a whole household, and it's not just it's not just the player, but it's moms and dads too for multiple years, and um, that doesn't go unnoticed by the coaching staff. Hey Ryan, enjoy all the uh, leaf raking festivities, pumpkin making uh, this weekend, and eventually Halloween with your three kids. And thanks for all your time this season. It's been a pleasure. All right, thanks, John. Washington's Ryan Evans joining us for the final time on this season's Midco Sports Coaches Show. And we march on with O'Gorman's Jason Poppinga talking about the Knights' quarterfinal win and the rematch with Harrisburg in the semifinals next on Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230, KWSN.com. Sports are center stage. Stream it all season, every season. High school matchups, college football, college basketball. It's all here and more on Midco Sports Plus. Thrilling, sizzling play-by-play action. Oh, my. We have what your fandom craves. All things sports, all the time. All on our official streaming app, MidcoSportsPlus.com. How do you become a Pfeiffer for life? Take on more jobs and grow your business with help from Pfeiffer's. When you don't have the right equipment, rent Bobcat equipment from your neighborhood dealer, Pfeiffer's Implement. Pfeiffer's has you covered with rental equipment and attachments for all those tough tasks and specific applications. Looking to take on more projects? Check out the Bobcat rental equipment at Pfeiffer's, 12th and Marion Road. Pfeiffer's in Sioux Falls, serving the region for over 75 years. Become a Pfeiffer for life. Gilhaugen Construction is proud to have a loyal team of great people working every day to build the future of the region. From iron workers to carpenters, from general labor to concrete specialists, they want to meet you and give you the opportunity to join the family. This is a rare opportunity. To join the Gilhaugen workforce could be the change you need as they're looking for skilled tradesmen as well as general labor. Gilhaugen Construction. Visit gilhaugen.com and apply today. That's G-I-L-H-A-U-G-A-N.com. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Brought to you by Midco Sports. Now back to your host, John Gaskins. The O'Gorman Knights are back in the state semifinals. They'll be playing the Harrisburg Tigers in a rematch of a game that was played just one week and two days ago from now. And by the time it kicks off on Friday, it will be... 
Two weeks and a day from a 24-20 legendary O'Gorman Magic 21-point fourth quarter comeback. Jason Poppinga, the head coach of the Knights, joins us after a 29-20 win over Rapid City Stevens in the quarterfinals on Thursday night. And this was the closest of the four quarterfinal games in Class 11 AAA. It was at McEnany Field. Jason, you explain to us how that game unfolded. Well, you know, our kids came out and, you know, played well. And, you know, our defense got a couple stops right away. You know, in the first half, we scored on all four of our possessions. So, you know, we had four touchdowns on, on four tries. And, you know, all that without, you know, our star tailback, Maverick Jones. So, you know, I was proud of our kids that we adapted and adjusted and, and came out and did that. And, you know, we did give up some points on defense. But then the second half, I mean, we just we dropped a touchdown pass on our first drive and ended up, you know, turning it over on downs. And then our second drive, um, once again, had a couple of Stakes and faltered and settled for a field goal. And our third drive, you know, we had a wide open receiver that we missed and underthrew and was almost intercepted. And, you know, things just didn't go our way very well in the second half. And, you know, credit to Stevens. I mean, their defense came out and played played really tough. And like you said, they have good athletes and, you know, they're tough to match up. Their quarterback is really good, throws a great ball. And, you know, he made some big, big completions in traffic and they turned those into touchdowns. And all of a sudden, you know, it kind of became a game in the second half. You mentioned Maverick Jones. He was hurt early. I mean, on his first run, first play, yeah. uh, first play of offense against Harrisburg a couple weeks ago. What's the injury, and what's his possibility for the rematch with Harrisburg? Yeah, that's a it's a good question. He hurt his knee, you know, and then obviously that Harrisburg game started off as bad as possible. That you know, the opening kickoff, <laughs> we one of our front guys, you know, takes the ball and, and fumbles it, so Harrisburg gets the quick seven points on a short field. Our next possession, first play. You know, we miss a block on the offensive line. The guy gets Maverick. He gets stood up, you know, kind of funny and turned over. And, yeah, he has a sprained MCL. So, you know, we're week by week with him. He'll see the doctors again this week. And, you know, we're hopeful that he might have a chance to play. But, you know, we don't know anything right now with that. So we did get, you know, Aiden Scott, who, you know, came back and played in that Harrisburg game. He was hurt early in the first half. Didn't play the end of the first half, but played in the second half. You know, he played sporadically this last week, so we're hopeful he'll be able to keep going to play. But, yeah, we're, we're Maverick, obviously, is a difference maker. I mean, he had a huge game against big teams like Lincoln early in the year, and, and we're definitely going to need him to, to win the semifinal game. Yeah, he was averaging over seven yards a carry, over 110 yards per game, and yet you guys found a way to beat Harrisburg the first time around. 21 points in that fourth quarter. You feasted off of some Tiger turnovers, but you also made things work, and you did so in the a running game basically by having Ryland Satter, your tight end, your best receiver, I mean, a record setting receiver at O'Gorman, occasionally run the ball at tailback. So, what kinds of things did you do to account for Mavericks' loss in your Stevens game? And then, what kind of, how are you putting all the pieces together to be able to pull off another big win? Yeah, and big win is a you know that's an that's an understatement you know on that one and you know Ryland's a great player and Ryland's had a big season offensively especially for us and you know, like you said he he still played receiver in the second half and he played tailback in the second half and he played fullback in the second half so I mean you know we did have to move him all over to try to try to get him the ball and and we had I think five different tailbacks in the first time around with the Harrisburg game running different guys in there and again Stevens we really didn't do that as much you know we, we ran some more empty formations which you know there's no secret on film of what we did and you know first play of the game you know we get a touchdown out of nate ratzloff who was you know playing uh playing more on offense for us to kind of help with that but you know he's the starter on defense so yeah. we just increased the number of two-way player <laughs> players that we had and we we made it through and you know that's the danger is harrisburg you know doesn't do that and harrisburg's got the depth and harrisburg has the talent across the board that they don't have to play guys both ways and whether we can keep up for four quarters will be the will be the big issue right and look that was a fun game you guys earned it by just hanging around and hanging in there and striking on opportunities what do you know you need to do the second time around since nobody plans on the other team having five turnovers uh <laughs> you know yeah you, you really can't plan on that five turnovers. yeah that, you know really saved us and you know, hayden gross had a big night you know and our defense secondary had a huge night you know stopping the ball and it's gonna have to be the same i mean we got to hold hold tight 
tighten down that you can't catch, you know, three touchdown passes and Gavin Ross will have to be under, you know, 150 yards. He's going to get yards no matter what. He's, he's good. And Harrisburg's offensive line is really good. So, you know, that's going to be the key is defensively and offensively. Are we going to be able to do enough? Are we going to be able to find a way to get a couple big plays and get some easy points? And then, you know, hopefully Maverick is back and we'll be able to run the ball that better than what we did the first time and, and hopefully get a little more balance in our offense. It's going to be a lot of fun. Harrisburg and O'Gorman State quarterfinals. That game will be on Midco Sports for people who want to watch that semifinal game. The other semifinal, Lincoln and Jefferson, will be here on Fox Sports 98.1 and on Metrosports.tv and DakotaNewsNow.com. Jason, best of luck. Have fun on Friday. We'll talk again Saturday morning. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks, John. O'Gorman coach Jason Poppinga and the Midco Sports Coaches Show rounds out with Matt Christensen from Brandon Valley next on Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 KWSN.com. There's a big difference in tire stores. You will notice it the minute you walk into Tires, Tires, Tires. Professional, courteous service, a clean, comfortable waiting room, and a huge selection of tires that will get you the traction you will need for your family's safety. At Tires, 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 in addition to great prices, we give you a free alignment and free road hazard warranty. Tires, Tires, Tires has financing for everyone. Good credit or not so good credit. Stop in today. Tires, Tires, Tires. You make it right. You make it work. You make it better. And we can't make it without you. Looking for a new opportunity to make it happen? Make it with us. Component Manufacturing is looking for qualified people like you for day and night shift. If you'd like an opportunity that comes with great wages up to $30 per hour, fantastic premiums and benefits, plus a real sense of accomplishment, make plans to meet with us and let's talk about your future. Apply online at compmfg.com slash careers. Hello, I'm here with Matt Swenson from Swenson Commodities. For farmers new to the commodity markets, can hedging be intimidating? Yes, it sure can be. We want farmers and hedgers to know that we're here to service them. Whether it's giving them access to trade software with real-time quotes or answering specific questions on futures and options, Swenson Commodities is always happy to help. To learn more, call 605-335-5570. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. To the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio 981, AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Brought to you by Midco Sports. Now back to your host, John Gaskins. We round things out with Brandon Valley's Matt Christensen. And for the first time in five years, the Lynx are not a part of the festivities in the Dakota Dome for a state championship game. Their season finished on Thursday night in the quarterfinals with a loss to Lincoln. And MC, we were expecting a, a shootout, a rematch of the shootout from three weeks before, which Lincoln won 34-30. to But the Patriots played a whale of a game. It was 21-9 to at halftime. You guys had just gotten a safety to kind of get some momentum into the locker room. But what really made the difference on Thursday night? I, I think Lincoln's blocking and pace and... Uh they're tackling. Uh, yeah, they really played well. Give them a lot of credit. Uh, they uh, they got after us, and you know, I I, th- I think they put it all, put it all together at the right time. And um, you know, they they just made it hard on us uh, in in all all phases. And um, yeah, I'm impressed with our guys battling. Um, you know, we got some really gritty kids and. Uh, overcome a lot of adversity this season with injuries, but uh, you know, just just credit the credit those competitors out there because it was it was a fun game, and uh, you know we're honored to compete always, and uh, it just didn't work out for us this time. What kind of things did you tell your kids after the game? Oh, that that you know, adversity is good for us, and competition is good for us, and um, that we respect them. The seniors le- left a great legacy. And had a few of them speak, including Lucas Slack and Isaac Johnson, awesome kids with ter- terrific futures ahead of them. And um, and then it was just you know about hugging them and appreciating them, letting them know we care, I care about them. We're going to support them through it because you see on their faces that it matters a lot to them. And we're, we're fortunate with a, a good winning culture where the kids you know expect to succeed, but you know they didn't understand what it takes to do so. 
It takes a lot. It really does, especially with good opponents. It sure does. Matt Christensen, Brandon Valley joining us, Midco Sports Coaches Show. Uh, you mentioned a couple of those seniors, but in, in Lucas Slack's case, what are you going to miss? Just a marvelous leader. It's amazingly tough, um, you know, verbal and um, just a role, a role model in a lot of ways. Uh, definitely a college quarterback. Um, total charisma. You know, people follow him because he does it all and, and wants to do it all. And he's looking forward to wrestling season. Yeah, um, yeah just stud kid. All right. When it comes to what Brandon Valley has coming back next year, how would you classify it? A, a lot. A lot. We've got, you know, we're fortunate. We have just huge rosters. You know, we got 65 eighth graders playing football, you know, just to show you. And uh, we got a lot to build on with with uh, quarterback with experience, Jack Thuey, uh running back Delvon Spears. Whitty's got experience. He's coming back. Got some linemen returning. Quite a bit of the defense as only a couple seniors started there with Nathan Vandenberg, who's a all-state talent with 11 sacks this season, and Tristan Bisbee with four interceptions. So we'll miss those guys for sure. Um, Tristan Newenhouse played some linebacker as well, and. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of defense coming back, and uh, and thankfully all our coaches are coming back. Just awesome staff we have, um, great teachers, uh, great great dads, and role models and men, and uh, just terrific job they did planning and preparing our kids to to compete. No doubt about that, and that's been a just a landmark uh, of. Of Brandon Valley football for a long, long time. Dylan, Dylan Langrock, another senior you're going to lose. I, I skipped over him. I mean, he was having a heck of a game, 140 or so receiving yards until he was knocked out of that game against Lincoln. I'm sure you're going to miss him as well. Just an absolute stud. Yeah, uh, fast and perfect hands and great routes. And yeah, he's, he's a college player for sure. I know some D2 uh, colleges are after him. Uh, hoping his knee will heal up. I bet it will uh, pretty quickly. Uh, just amazing competitor. He, he wasn't the. You know, we coached the middle school yesterday. Uh, all us high schoolers. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, it was great. And and Dylan did an awesome job with it. And I used him as an example of how he wasn't the most tough. You know, wasn't the toughest, most rugged guy ever. But man, he sure became a. Grew into his body and grew into his. Um, you know, his confidence and had an awesome season for us. We're really proud of him and. Offensive staff, you know, Zer Smith, Statham, Silius, and Garrow, Bisbee, Kravachka. Those guys used Dylan so well and really got him going. And we're really lucky that our freshman coaches help us after the season. I'm just going to rattle off the defensive guys, too. Breeze, Anderson, Risty, Flint, Williams, Wheeler, Wheeler, and Smoke, our strength coach. Awesome guys. Phenomenal coaches. And uh, Chad Urban and Zach Gillette are our trainers, man. And those guys are busier than ever because we've, we've never seen anything like this. But if there are you know, injuries, you know, you don't want to stack up excuses. Just no good. Yeah. No, you, you, you mentioned at some point in the season that you may have set the school record and tripled the school record for injuries this year, Matt. But uh, through it all, it's just always been an absolute pleasure to chat with you every Saturday morning. Enjoy the offseason. I'm sure I'll see you at a basketball game or two. And uh, we'll talk on this show next August. Thanks a ton, John. Matt Christensen, head coach, Brandon Valley, and that will do it for our Midco Sports Coaches show this week. We're back next Saturday to talk about some semifinal games. And for the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, John Michaels, I'm John Gaskins. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody.